Welcome into the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios Overtime. Coming at you for the next two hours right here on Fan Run Radio. Jake Miller, Davis Rangy, producer Matthew, intern Bryson. Talking all things Tennessee, baseball, basketball, some NBA mixed in there. Talk a little NASCAR too, even though Davis and Matthew will probably use that time to sleep. Probably need to be studying instead, but here we are talking about NASCAR. <laughs> hey, it's good sport, man. Good sport and good things happen this weekend. Uh, big news today Maui Ahuna is cleared and is eligible per the NCAA. Tony Vitello has also been reinstated after his suspension. I wouldn't call it reinstated. I mean, his suspension is just up, is what it is. But, you know, we're glad that's over with. Glad to have them both back on the team. And, you know, last year, the fuel to this team. The thing that really fed into the fire was the fact that we're just coming back from Omaha and we don't even get ranked inside the preseason top 25. And that added fuel to the fire. It's like, okay, you're not going to rank us after we just did this. Okay, watch this. Well, now it's, okay, you're going to try to make one of our best players sit out over a stupid transfer rule. Our coach is going to get suspended for three games. Granted, it was self-imposed. Okay, watch this. So I think that big things are coming with the baseball program. Tennessee basketball team picking up a big win on Saturday against South Carolina, 85-45. to Yes, we made fun of the spread on Friday, but we had our every right to just because of the way this team has been playing and the way that South Carolina played against Alabama. Uh, good win for them. Got to see some walk-ons, get some action. B.J. Edwards actually got to play. So, all in all, pretty good sports weekend. Everybody won. <clears throat> Baseball, 3-0 in the series. Basketball team, a 40-point win. Uh, got Arkansas tomorrow. Nine o'clock. Football also got a commitment. Yes, we did. Top 100 four-star receiver. <laughs> JJ. Sardis, Mississippi. I went to South Panola. Right out of Ole Miss's backyard. Yep. Yeah. What was the offer list? Like LSU, Bama, Georgia, Alabama, Georgia. LSU, Big Ole dogs. Miss. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, you got to think, if we get that guy out of St. Louis, plus him, plus Ethan Davis, who's going to be a stud tied in, mm-hmm. uh, who's going to stop us? Yeah, so his big dog offers were us, Alabama, Arkansas, Auburn, Dion offered him, Florida offered him, Florida State, Georgia, LSU, Ole Miss, Oregon, Mississippi State, Texas A&M, and the rest are just like mid to power, lower tier, power five. I mean, that's a star-studded offer that, list right there. That was a great Penn State, offer too. List. I forgot about Penn State. That's yeah. another big offer. That's um, That's a huge get. I mean, that just shows how dynamic this offense is and – People want to come and play for Josh Eiple. It's like, okay, if I go here, even if I don't get to play my first year or even my second year, I'm going to have a chance to show what I can do. And I can get to the NFL in this offense. And that's the mindset of every wide receiver, quarterback, running back. Uh, I mean, even offensive lineman, because, I mean, you got to have stamina to keep up with these guys. You can't get fatigued really easily and play in this offense. So, I mean, that's that's something a lot of these guys are looking at. I mean, you look at Tillman and Hyatt. Yeah, well, that's that's the re- this year was just so much bigger than just wins and losses. Now it, it builds a huge foundation. I mean, you can kind of compare it to the Grant and Admiral team, but it builds a foundation of future success. I mean, you have to keep the success going, but it gets people interested. People were not interested in you before this last year, like top 100 players from Sardis, Mississippi. Like, they probably didn't even have you on the radar. But now you beat Alabama, you went 10-2, and two, and you had a great year, beat Clemson. Like, at one point, you were number one in the nation. At, yes, you are number one in the country at one point. It, it, it puts a big – like, people are actually interested in you, all the top recruits. You're not having to fish for little mid- to low-tier four-stars anymore. Like, you're 
you're up there with the big dogs. And so, you know, I, obviously you got to keep it going, but it's a good first step. Well, and you talk about building the foundation. You know, the first year I would say that you built a foundation um, for like a thousand square foot house, single story. It's like, okay, no, this isn't good enough. Let's break this whole thing up. We're going to build a bigger and a better foundation. It's like, we're going to build a mansion on this. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially what Josh Heupel did. You know, we talked about it in the fall extensively. It's like, you know, you beat Florida, you kick the door open, and then you beat LSU. It's like, okay, you slammed it open. You broke the door off the hinges. All you have to do is slay the dragon. you got to beat Alabama, and you are back. You are, once again, the mecca of college football, and you did that. Mm-hmm. Granted, you had some struggles along the way down the stretch. You lose to Georgia after you become number one in the country, and then you lose to South Carolina, which wasn't good. But then you turn around and you beat Clemson, who was the ACC champion in a New Year's Six Bowl, establishing yourself. It's like, okay, we're not a fluke. We're mm-hmm. for real. This is who we are, and we're coming to take what's rightfully ours. I yeah. mean, that's exactly the mindset they had, and I'm excited to see what happens. Even without Hendon Hooker and Jalen Hyatt, I still think that this year is going to be – I mean, nine wins is the floor. Nine, nine's the floor for me, and I think everybody in here would agree with that. And – you know, Clemson was huge because if if we had lost that last game versus Clemson and got blown out, like that would have left a pretty sour, almost mm-hmm. compared to 2016 Butch, where you start off amazing and then you just crumble down the stretch. But the Clemson game was great. I mean, granted, we didn't get to go to the playoff, but I mean, I could argue that even the Orange Bowl was better than going to the semi and getting blown out by Michigan or at like out of, or Georgia. I mean, you don't know. I think it did wonders for us. Y'all have been uh, very positive to start the show, so not to go off on a negative tangent here, but uh, <clears throat> can, <laughs> can we stop the narrative that we're even with South Carolina now just because we blew them out twice in basketball? No. Like, I've just been seeing that, and it's not everybody. It's just a few people on Twitter, but that's just the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Um, we're going to have to sweep them in baseball and then blow them out in football this year for me to feel any type of being even at this point in time. There's two chants that I hate more than anything that student sections do. Overrated. Yep. When they when they beat a top team, it's like okay, so you're saying that they're overrated. So you're saying your win is not good. Yeah, that's exactly what yep, you're saying. Yep, yep. And then the just like football chant. No, let's let's not do that to Bama, please. Just don't do that to Bama. Nope. I don't need any more Nick Saban feel to the fire. And no more year. rat poison, man. Nope. Need to go down there and win next year yeah, before you can start saying stuff like yeah. that. I don't I don't need to see that anymore. No, not at all. And uh, like I said, those are just chants that need to be abolished. Because every time you hear overrated, and they're doing it to like, I mean, look at Tyler Hero. He got chanted overrated with like 55 that game in high school, man. It just adds fuel to the fire every time you chant it. Well, I mean, that's the thing with a lot of these situations. I mean, Brandon Miller, which, by the way, uh, his <laughs> pregame entrance, how, like. How tone deaf are you? How, how tone deaf are you? Like, read a room. Yeah, read time room. and place. Yeah, please, man. Apparently, uh, he Nate, was in the wrong place at the wrong time, even though he brought upon the wrong place at the wrong time. Really, NATO said he didn't know that was going on. He did not know a pregame ritual was going on. And they said it's been going on all year. You would think, oh, hey, we pat him down the uh, pregame line. <laughs> Whatever I don't even know anymore, man. I'm, yeah, I'm so, not scrambled. But so if you missed that, essentially what happened is Brandon Miller was doing his pregame handshake, ritual, pregame handshake yep. as they're announcing the starting lineups, and he gets a pat down. It's like, <laughs> dude, like this is about as bad as Jameis Winston standing up on the table and shouting what he did when he was being accused of sexual assault when he was at Florida State. I remember when when he went out in the field dressed in his pads and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, He just thought they would forget about that. (laughs) But I don't know how you could be any more, like, how you could handle the situation any worse if you're Alabama in terms of athletic department and Nate Oates and Brandon Miller. Like, 
Unless just going on, I don't even know. There's no possible way you could handle this worse. Well, even their beat writers are in on the cover up now. Oh yeah, essentially, and it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's just disgusting. But let's go to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Fake Bob is first. What do you say, Fake Bob? Pretty good weekend on Rocky Top. Baseball At- team has it rolling back again. Hell yeah! Softball has it rolling. Yeah, what they have a top five win. Yeah, and I, as far as I know, I, I I think they're just like scoring runs and blowing people out. Other than the last couple of opponents, obviously, but um, then basketball team actually did what they were supposed to do, which was good because I thought that we would win, but I thought it would be a struggle. To tell you the truth, that well, so, it was kind of the consensus yeah. here on Friday because you know we opened uh, as a nineteen and a half point favorite, and we all kind of laughed at it. Because I was like, there's no way that we're covering this with the way that South Carolina's been playing and the way that we've been playing. There's absolutely no way we cover this. And sure enough, we come out and we win by 40. We even get to see some of the walk-ons get some time. Uh, B.J. Edwards finally got in the game. I mean, maybe we're just such a bad matchup for South Carolina because I watched that whole game almost against Alabama, and they they were tough. I don't know if they were just juiced up because Brandon Miller's coming to town. But, I mean, now in two games against us, we've outscored them by 83 points. I'm not really sure what the problem is. And it, and I don't know what it is. Like, Euros was actually being dominant Saturday, which was weird. Like, I know he had a smaller guy on him, but it's situations like that that just, like, gets me frustrated because, like, you could do that almost all the time, man. Like, if you would just use your body the way it's supposed to be used when you're that big. Yeah, I mean, you're a seven-footer. I mean, you're supposed to do that. I mean, that's why I'm putting so many high hopes on J.P. Estrella coming in next year. And, I mean, we, we've all got the same assumption. It's like it's not if the talent will be wasted, it's when. But you got to think, this guy is a six foot eleven, almost a 7-footer that can shoot the three, that can dominate the paint. Just please, just come in here and use your God-given ability. Get points, get rebounds. Do what you do. Play the game of basketball the way you know how to play it. That's all we ask. And I just – I've seen film. I love watching the guy play. I just hope it works out here. And uh, I know Arkansas has been up and down this season also. Uh, how do you all think we match up with them? And, like, how are we going to stop Nick Smith? I think that's going to be tough. I don't know who you would exactly put on this Nick Smith because I don't think you should put Ziegler on him. No. But no, he Santee, him alive. Or Santee or – I don't know if you're going to throw Triple J back in the starting lineup, but I'd probably start Santee on him. I got I feel like he's a he's going to be a mismatch for us because Ziggler, I think, too small for him, and Santee will be, I think, too slow. So I don't know if it's just going to be a committee thing. Maybe it sounds like a really bad matchup there. is what it sounds like. He's uh, averaging 25 yeah. over his last two games. Nice. And it's just. One of those players that could come in and literally like just lead them to a win, like just shoot us out of the building if we don't let him, or like at least slow him down a little bit. And that's what's scaring me about tomorrow night. Well, and that's the scary thing about it is you know you got this game and then your last game of the regular season's against Auburn. You got to win tomorrow. You have to win tomorrow because I don't think you're going to win down at Auburn. I really don't. And Arkansas really need. I mean. <clears throat> They Grant, almost need this win. They need this win bad. I mean, they're already in the tournament, but 
to upgrade like to upgrade the resume they got three they've had three great chances at alabama they lost by three at tennessee tomorrow then they go home to kentucky so they've got two more opportunities to get some really good wins and i know they'll be hungry tomorrow night which by the way we were talking about kentucky not even making the tournament and now they are ranked 23rd yeah better than us right now and y'all can double check me on the standings too i think we're a game ahead of like teams like arkansas and auburn like going into this final week for that four spot and that double buy in the sec tournament uh so it is a big week like for us to win uh on my way out i do want to ask what do you you all want to see this week from both games to make you all feel better going into the both the sec and ncaa tournament i think appreciate the phone call fake bob one thing that i would like to see this weekend is consistency the one thing that we've been asking for all year is consistency and we still don't have it Uh, you gotta think we only have two more games left in the regular season we've played over 30 games now i think yeah, yep. we're right at 30. 29. Yeah, something like that, yeah. So, yeah. why why don't we have consistency? I mean, at this point, you're 30 games. I don't think consistency, that's not going to change. You're gonna, you're, it's Jekyll and Hyde. You're either going to get a really good team like you did Saturday or you're going to get a really crappy team like you did Texas A&M and Florida and Kentucky. And it, 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 you're not, I don't think consistency is going to be uh, – it's not going to change. You just got to hope to get hot and – I don't know at this point that anything's really going to change with this team. You just got to hope for the best and hope the cards fall like it did with Conzo and Duke got bounced out by Mercer and hopefully you get a clear path in the tournament. But, yeah, consistency, that's not going to happen. But consistency, I want to see a higher tempo on offense. I want to see aggressiveness. So I feel like we just get pushed around. We have no dog in us. I need, I need to see a score more than 46 points against Auburn. That's what I need. I need <clears throat> some type of – I mean, I don't know what we scored the last, like, four games, but I feel like we haven't scored, like, that bad since that game. And, I mean, we'll talk about consistency. I mean, I don't know if the – I mean, if we finish off the season with two great games against uh, Arkansas and Auburn and take that momentum into the SEC tournament, I mean, do you want a SEC championship? I mean – No. No, yeah. I mean – Rest up. Yeah, I'd say rest up. I would. I might even lose on purpose and just yeah, rest up. Rest I was, was going to ask y'all the yeah. same thing. It's like, you know, do you even care about the SEC tournament? Because realistically, the SEC regular season, that one means more than the SEC tournament. Yes. Because the SEC regular season tournament tells you who the best team has been all year in conference. The SEC tournament is, I mean, let's call it like it is Georgia. They were terrible that year that they got in. And they beat us. What about Texas A&M? They were terrible all year last year. Yep, and they got they, hot at the right they, time. Yep. yep, That's all that matters, man. It matters who can get momentum. Look at Oregon State. Who yep. beat us? They were. I don't even know if they, they were 500 in the regular season. They, they were terrible. They, they had like six wins that season. They won the whole Pac-12 and yeah. beat us. I think they made a sweet 16. Bryson, what do you want to see? Uh, I just want to see if Julian's back, now that Josiah's back, I want to see them take a page out of Meshack's book and take the ball to the rim and – on offense, we did it better against South Carolina, but just move the ball with the sense of purpose. Um, and yeah, I'm with you all. I'm with. I mean, let's lose in the first round. I mean, we need to have our legs for the tournament. That's all that matters. We got our SEC tournament championship last year. Who cares? I mean, what did that do for us in the grand scheme of things? Nothing. Nothing. You got the monkey off your back forty years later, but then you flame out in the tournament again. So there's no point. Tournament is what matters. 
And you know the casual fan hates that take, by the way. They, yes, hate, the they take, hate the take, but there's a reason that they hate the take. It's because they – Casual. I, yeah. I'd rather get beat by 50 in the first round and play a bunch of walk-ons if it means yes. we get an Elite Eight or a Final Four. Yes. Yep. Like, a thousand exactly. percent. I, I it do doesn't not, matter. I, I don't want to have to go play Zakai or any of these guys 40 minutes in a first-round game against Mississippi State or, or Mississippi State, yeah. Well, I mean, Ole Miss. Well, that's another great point is that that means Zakai is going to end up playing 30 to 40 minutes a game Back to back to back to back. I mean, that's that's more minutes you're putting yes, on him. Basically, yes. 120 to 140 minutes of basketball that he's going to be playing over the course of four days, three days, whether or not we get the double bye. But that's something that everybody needs to start thinking about. And you know, I don't think anybody can truly grasp that. That doesn't fully understand the game of basketball. And, and I wish there was a way to track this, but I'm I, I would be it would be hard to find another player in the Rick Barnes era that has played as many minutes as Zakai Ziegler has this season and a season alone. Trying to think of names like maybe Kevin Punter. Yeah, I mean, he, had, he had to play. Yeah. yeah, Kevin Punter. I don't even. Grant Admiral did not play forty minutes a game. No, I mean Grant had that one game where he had what forty five against at Vanderbilt, yeah, but Vanderbilt. you needed every single point. Yeah, and another point is like with the way that we're nursing injuries, Tyreek Key now, Julian. We don't need to be playing any more games than we have to. No, no. I don't know if Julian comes back this year. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know, know if he does either. That I mean, we talked about that a little bit last week. Because a little birdie told me something, and then all of a sudden I see it on the Vault for Life Uncensored Facebook page, and I'm just like, well, I know this guy. I know he knows people. Don't know why he put it here, but this guy knows people. He's got a weird feeling about it. I think he's either going to the league or he's going to go to another school next year. Yeah, I think he's – I'd go to the G League. Or I'd... Can he still go to the overtime elite? I don't think so, I don't but think so. I think he can go to he he's gonna he can go, go to the G, G League. League. Yeah, he can go to the G League. Yeah, he can go to. But his stock is tanked. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, hey, go to the G League and do what Justin Anderson. Did I mean, he's already there. got the exposure here. He's got a fan base to back yeah. him if he if he does go to the league. Yeah. Stay with us. Overtime continues. More fan run radio coming up. Back here on Overtime, Fan Run Radio, and back to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines we go. Philly is next. Philly, sorry we had to cut you off on Friday, buddy, but uh, we just want to let you know we got a, we got a good kick out of that. Where's our Jack Snake? Philly! How you the boys doing? Pretty good. Well, I apologize for... I just had to check that 3 o'clock crew uh, telling tips about y'all. I, I, I didn't like that, so I kind of got carried away with... Plus alcohol's involved, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, we kind of we figured we understand. Just know that we didn't disagree with you. <laughs> well, it's pretty cool, you know what? Oh, yeah, that's, a, one, that's the highlight of our weekend. I too many at the drunk house, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, it happens sometimes, Phil. Sometimes you uh, sometimes you have uh, one too many, and then other times you don't get that one that you need. It's just the way she goes sometimes. Kind of like Rick Barnes, you know? Uh, Rick Barnes never, never. Never. We have to have a buzz to watch it. Uh, you, Philly, you need more than a buzz to watch that. I mean, good lord. <laughs> oh gosh! Well, I tell you what. What's it? What's it come, this? Uh, uh, this station becoming the Kentucky Sports Network now? I mean, what's going on? I guess I. I don't know. I, I don't listen to the three o'clock bunch anymore. They've insulted me one too many times. Really? 
But I know what's going to happen, Phil, if I ever leave here is they'll be begging me to come on and do guest appearances and all that. Really? Yeah. Well, you got your own thing now, though. I do. You're standing on your own feet. You don't need to. Nah. You got y'all got good support personnel there too. I build a good team around me. That's the one thing I can do, Phil. I'm a hell of a recruiter. I know it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like uh, Kirby Smart doing all the recruiting, you know? Oh yeah, I can pay people off where needed and make sure my guys are taken care of. You know what I mean, Phil? <laughs> Oh gosh! Well, this is tournament start this week. It's gonna, I guess all the small conferences uh, will be heating up. Yeah, there uh, there are a couple starting this week. Uh, Phil, you know, we asked the question before we went to break. I want your thoughts. Would you rather just get blown out in the first round of the SEC tournament and be ready for March Madness, or would you try to make another run at that SEC title, which, in the grand scheme of things, you know, doesn't really mean a lot. Well, I'm sitting there at 3 o'clock, and I just seen this win one, lose one, and, oh, I don't get annihilated. Just get beat and, and you know, and then prepare for – you get an extra day or two to prepare because uh, last year Tennessee got the short end of the stick. They played the championship game on uh, Sunday, then they played on Thursday. Isn't that right? Played on yep. Thursday and, and then Saturday. Then one day of rest between that and Michigan, which, I mean, you can't do anything about the first and second no, round. That's how it always is. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing you can do about that. But, you know, you – Guys were banged up already because they played three straight games in the SEC tournament and then had a few days to rest. And you got to think one of those days isn't even a rest day because you got to fly out to wherever you're playing, and then you got to you know sleep in a hotel, which every player hates. They'll tell you otherwise, but I mean every player hates staying in a hotel because they're not comfortable where they're sleeping. They're probably not getting much rest, and then you got to get up and go play ball. I mean, if you think about it, it's really what like five games in the span of almost a week, yep. eight days. Like mm-hmm. that's a lot. That's a wear and tear, isn't it? Yeah, sure is. And you look at it, uh, Tennessee was a three seed last year, right? Yes. Correct. And if they win these next two games, they'll probably be a three seed again, and last year's team was a hell of a lot better than this team. They were, and, you know, we look at the analytics, even though I hate looking at them, but everyone was saying this is the best defensive Tennessee team we ever had. And, Phil, when you look at the adjusted defense – Last year's team was better in adjusted defense than this year's team. Oh, really? Yeah. So what is this? Uh, just a bunch of hogwash about defense? Yes. Hmm. That's what I think about analytics, Phil. I mean, you can preach about them all you want. It's like, oh, well, this just – the analytics say that this works. The analytics say that this is what they're doing. But, Phil, I know what I'm looking at with my own two eyes. Well, I mean, also, taking into account, you had a really easy front part of the schedule. Then you're coming into your really hard, tough – conference games after that so yeah your demons gonna be good against a bunch of crappy opponents well i mean i think that's where a lot of this is coming from is the fact that we didn't play anybody early on and that's why our defense looks so good and that's why it was so good as far as the analytics go but now you start taking into account the back half of the schedule and it did not look good Mm-mm. no but uh if they were to beat kentucky at home and then beat uh vandy away in the and, lose, and beat Missouri at home, we wouldn't be talking about that. But those three losses right there pretty much uh, sabotaged your your seeding seeding in the, in the tournament. They did. I mean, and I mean, let's call it like it is. If this is quote unquote the best defensive team we ever had, we wouldn't have lost to Florida. We wouldn't have lost to Missouri. We wouldn't have lost to Vandy. I mean, there's just a lot that goes into it, and you know, it's just really disappointing the way the seasons turned out. Because I mean, Phil, you know it, and I know it. There's a lot of talent over there, and it's. The majority of it's not even being utilized the way it should. 
Well, Boozer played 10 minutes. <laughs> can you believe that? You can see the, the guys losing the town. Isn't it funny how much better they play with the two not even on the floor? Well, I mean, I saw BJ get that. in and Phil, I, I thought about, you know, going to church on Sunday because I was for sure the world was coming to an end. Really? Yeah. Huh. Well, I, I, I don't know what to say, guys. Uh, I'm just waiting for this. Arkansas, is a t- that's a tough matchup for Tennessee. That's a really tough matchup. We were talking a little bit about who's going who's gonna to be on Smith. Nick Smith. Yeah, and right now it's like if you put Zakai on him, he's got the size advantage on him. You put Vescovy on him, Vescovy's a little bit – too slow to guard him. And I may may maybe, but but Vescovy on him also. I mean, he's got to produce an offensive end. You don't want him putting all his energy on the defensive end. Yeah. So maybe I would go with Meshack. I, I don't just know. Tell, just tell the box and one basically. I mean, do what he did against Alabama. At least the show knows what that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say uh, Ziggler will guard try to guard the, the Devontae Davis in uh, the starter for Arkansas. And then you put you probably have to put Vescovy on. Uh, uh, are you going to put him on the the point guard, or are you going to put him on Nick Smith, and then you got Mosek. That's the three guys that's going to play. BJ might play some. He's got the the looks. He can guard them, even though, you know, they haven't been able to play none. Learn defense. you got to learn defense, and you got to play it to learn it. I mean, that's the big yeah. thing is he's not getting the playing time that he should. I mean, yeah, he got 10 minutes the other night, but what about all the other games where we've been up by 30 and 40 points they've just not put him in the game? Yeah. Well, it is all going to come to a head, and uh, we'll see if Rick Barnes uh, gets him a, a bonus this year. You know what? I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I'm feeling confident in my prediction of this team. I'm feeling confident about everything that everyone said on this show because I feel like this show knows basketball, and it just – I don't know, Phil. If J.P. Estrella comes in here next year and his talent's wasted, I, I will be preaching – uh, and I will die on that hill. If you have any support left of Rick Barnes in you, I will make this show unlistenable. Well, he's really the the best big guy he's signed since uh, Grant Williams. And Grant Williams is not really a prototype inside guy. Uh, he's kind of like Corliss Williams and, uh, is what Grant Williams is like. Uh, undersized uh, four. Then he probably end up playing a three in the NBA. That yeah, sounds about right. I mean, JP. I mean, he's six foot eleven, almost seven foot. You've got to utilize that talent because we already got one seven footer that does not. I mean, let's call it like it <laughs> no is. No skill. He has no skill. JP's well, got. You, it. Like, you like your elf? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's saying you know, it lightly. Most, you know, the most negative uh, person in the thirteen forty years about Tennessee basketball right now. Who's that, Hickman? Tom Brady fan, yep. I mean, what, the thing what? is, he's getting his takes from somebody, and it's it's a combination of me and somebody else that you know very well. What, Billy Stacks? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they quote Billy Stacks all the time in the morning. Uh, what are you going to get him on the show there? Well, I can, I can arrange get for something. Get him on for a 20-minute segment? Well, tomorrow's my birthday. That can be his birthday present to me to come in and do a segment with me. Oh, you're going to have a show tomorrow? Oh, yeah. On your Really? On uh, your birthday? Yeah. Uh, six to eight. Yeah. Games at nine. Yeah, games at nine. Makes yeah. sense. Well, you're going to get wasted after the uh, show and watch Tennessee lose to Arkansas? Uh, I don't know about that. i got to work the next day. This weekend uh, might be a different story. Well, just tell uh, Tom Brady's fan not to snore. See ya. Oh, Lord have mercy. 
if you don't know what Phil's talking about there, we're talking about the time that uh, we had to go to Nashville for that trip for work. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you get like six hours of sleep or something, like two days because it's snowing. And not only that, he kept the room at 55 degrees. I woke oh, up, nice. my nose was cold. <laughs> hey, man, at that point, just go sleep in the car. Yeah, at that point, just go to the lobby. Hey, man. Well, I could have. Hey, valet left my wrecked car out in the street. Hey, man, just get one of those uh, things the bellhop uses and call the night on that. Well, a little tr- uh, the what? Uh, you put the luggage on it, man. Luggage cart? Yeah, yeah just lug- sleep yeah. on a luggage yeah, cart. Yeah, yeah. And a rolling down the stairs. Yep. Yeah. Hey, man, just put it next to a wall, and hey, you'll be good. Yep. Yep. Sleep in the hallway. Yep, sleep in the hallway. Sleep in a chair. I've slept in a bathtub up. before. Yeah, sleep in the bathtub. Sleep uh, sleep in a chair pulled up next to a bed. <laughs> <laughs> he had to do that I one time. I had to time. do that one time, yep. Oh, God. And another thing about couldn't, that. like, not feel my legs. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all ever... Like, do you all take your pillow with you when you go and stay somewhere? No. See, I have to do that. Like, Pillows are pretty comfortable this weekend in the hotel. So. Goes? Oh, yeah. He asked, <laughs> do you bring your own pillow? No. I don't have a designated pillow. No, I don't bring my own pillow, no. So that's the one thing that I regret. Maybe on, like, a... Uh, maybe you go outside the country, maybe, but... I still don't. Yeah. You're going to no. carry a pillow with you on a 17-hour plane ride? I mean, I'd rather do that than have my neck break from sitting like this. Yeah, you just get used to it. Well, the thing is, it's like this pillow, it's like $120, but I got it free with my mattress, right? And I tried to go from that to a cheap pillow, and it was not the same. You like the soft pillow or the firm? I like a firm pillow. <sighs> Can't do it. Foam? Huh? You're like like the, yeah, yeah. you like a foam pillow? Yeah, like a firm pillow, a firm mattress. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Soft pillow is the way to go, man. But I can't be sinking down into the bed. I have to be... I'd rather, have, I'd rather be sinking than have my neck broken. I'd rather sleep with no up. pillow than a firm yeah. pillow. Yeah, you sit here like this. Well, technically be... <laughs> yeah, I mean... A firm, I feel like my neck is like 10 feet in the air. Yeah, literally. I feel like I'm like I'm levitating on top of this pillow. Because there's no give. You sit in your head on there and you're laying on a bunch of bricks, basically. Oh, that's how I like to sleep. And Hickman likes to sleep with the thermostat set at 55 degrees. Stay with us. Overtime continues. Final segment of hour number one coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. Back here on Overtime, Fan Run Radio. Let's find out who is going to score 20-plus in the NBA tonight. Did not do this on Friday. Don't know why. Uh, had a ton of – I felt like we had – oh, yeah, we had a bunch of guests. We had a lot of guests, a lot of callers. Yeah. Old JL making his weekly appearance. Talk some NASCAR here in a little bit. Wow, there's a lot of great games tonight. Buddy, some gym dandies. Some gyms, man. The 15 and 46 Pistons play the 19 and 43 Hornets. Battle of mid. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Battle worse than mid. My mid off. America, please don't pay six ninety nine on. Dude, don't do. If you have NBA League Pass, just turn your TV off when that game comes on, man. Do not put yourself through that misery of a game. Stream East. <sighs> Quack streams, XYZ streams, that man. Yep. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> um, I'll let y'all have first pick because I'm pretty sure we went 0 for 5 the night that there were only like three games. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with Embiid 20 plus. 
Alrighty, you do that. I'm gonna take Lamelo, twenty plus. I will happily take Tatum, twenty plus. I will take uh, Brandon Ingram. I will take Jalen Brown, twenty plus. Is he playing? Sure. I think he's out. Don't care. I'll figure it out. I'm gonna take Jalen Brunson, twenty plus. I don't even want to give Neo this uh, Magic Pelicans game, but uh, I guess I'll take. Uh, I guess I'll take. Did somebody already take CJ? No. Uh, I take CJ. I'll take uh, Julius Randle. Somebody else score the ball on that team. <laughs> uh, you already picked Brunson. Yeah. Okay. Hey man, go with a outlier, Bogdan Bogdanovich. <laughs> 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 I was like Bojan. <clears throat> Gosh, let me see this real quick before I make my pick. Please load. Thanks. He'd have lost four straight. Gosh, tired. Hmm. My gosh, man. All right, I'm going to go uh, – who are they playing again tonight? Sixers? No. Yeah, Sixers. I'm going to go with Jimmy Butler, 20-plus. Interesting. Revenge game. That it is. You know what? Give me Franz. Somebody's going to score the ball on team. <laughs> <laughs> that team is terrible. No one, no one, yeah, no one picked Paulo. I was going to pick Paulo, but I, I don't know, man. Nah. Sometimes hit or miss with him. Oh, Lord. That five and five. I will pick Paulo since Jalen Brown is out. I thought we just did five. Yeah, but Jalen Brown's out. Oh, I got one more pick. No, nah, you don't. Oh, I just picked Franz. Yeah. Gotcha. That's who's going to score 20 plus. Ah, feeling pretty good about ours. I don't know about y'all. Hey, Lamelo, Brandon Ingram, Brunson, Randall, and Franz Wagner. And always all. Embiid, Tatum, Paulo, CJ McCollum, Jimmy Butler. You're guaranteed two on that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the selection is not very great. Tomorrow CJ. will be better. CJ's on my no bet list. So. CJ's on your no bet list? Yeah, he's blacklisted. Uh, Dame's almost a guarantee now at this point, too. 71 points last night. 41 at half, by the way. Yep. Jeez. Yep. 41 points at half. It's the poverty rockets. I mean, we were talking about a few weeks ago about how many multiple, like, 40-plus and 50-plus point games that we've seen this year. I mean, you've had two 70-point two games. Two 71-point games. Point yep. games. And, I mean, I think – Scoring is just crazy. I mean, like, <laughs> like Luca, Like Luca said, it's harder to score in the Euro League than it is in the NBA, which is probably believable. I think somebody else said that, too. I think a, some rookie said that, too. It was like – Probably Franz Wagner. I don't know who maybe. it was, but he said it was easy to score in the Euro League in college – Oh, sorry, it's harder to score in EuroLeague and college than it was in the NBA. Yeah. I believe it. Who, was, who did the Kings play the other night? And it was like a Clippers. Oh, Clippers. Yeah, 176 to 175. Malik Monk had 45. Second highest scoring game in NBA history. Yes. Yep. Yes. And there was a guy, like one of these betting accounts on Twitter, he was saying, take the under, take the under, <laughs> take the under, take the under. And this game combined Fade. for 340. Whatever that guy, six points. Whatever that guy says, fifty-two points. Whatever that guy says, man, fade him. Fade, just fade his bet. Do the opposite. Three hundred fifty-one points, actually. That's a lot. That of is points. a huge amount of points. Imagine taking an alternate prop. Was it a, the highest you could set the over? Was it a book it with Trent on TikTok that told you to take the under? 
I think it actually was. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Every yeah. time, every time he bets, just, just do the opposite. opposite. Yep. Just fade everything he does. Have everything, man. The amount of times people have literally betted the opposite and made like double the amount of money. Maybe I should start insane. doing that with my own bets. Which actually, no, I'd just I'd fleece still people. Lose money. <laughs> just fleece people and give them all the wrong picks, but you're actually putting in the right picks. Oh man! Speaking of picks, uh, Bryson, my pick for this weekend at Fontana did not go well. Matter of fact, ten laps in, it was diminished. Yeah, I mean, I I'm glad the race got in. Good for RCR. Good for Kyle Busch. Well, and Kyle Busch, of course, picking up. His first one of the year, his first in, I think, 600 and some odd days. 605 days, I'm pretty sure, was his last win. Yeah. Because he didn't win last year. And the reason that this win for Kyle Busch is so significant is the fact that Toyota, Joe Gibbs Racing, made Kyle, like, just pushed him out of the way to bring Ty Gibbs in, which is Joe Gibbs' grandson. Where did he finish, Bryson? I don't know. Do you have, do you know? You want me to look it up? Back. I mean, he is back at the pack. I mean, he was I don't know 16. Got, yeah, 16? Yeah. Okay, well, have fun finishing there because that's where you're going to finish all year long. Yeah. You moved a guy who's arguably the best of his time, especially this later part of his career. He's one of the best on the track, maybe the best on the track. And you pushed him out of the way for your grandson because of quote-unquote sponsorship issues, even though he goes over to RCR – there's no issues with sponsors. And in his second race, he goes out and wins. How stupid does Toyota look right now, knowing they let him walk? Uh, not when he went to inferior yeah. equipment, by the way. Yeah, they're, Toyota's not doing themselves any favors. Well, you mean, you got to think they lost a key part of their development program. Yeah. Kyle Busch Motorsports in the truck series. Yeah. Yeah. Toyota's not doing themselves any favors. There's. And then the – who was it? that we, we talked about a couple weeks ago that came out and said there will be some days we miss them, some days we don't. Was that Toyota's uh, – That was their racing development, like, like their yeah, chair. I, I, don't, I, I don't really understand what's going on there, but maybe Kyle Busch is that hard to work with. I don't know. We didn't bring it up Friday, but uh, Kermit Davis got fired Friday. That he did. Uh, you know, I hate to see it because I really did like Kermit when he was at MTSU. Um, I mean, there was just nothing he was ever going to do at Ole Miss. Who takes that job? They want Chris Beard. They want him. They're the type of school that would do it. You got to think they're going to pluck somebody out of the Big East, right? Marquette or not? Sh- no, nah, Shaka Smart will not go nah, to Ole Miss. He won't leave. No. Butler has a uh, Thad. Ma- not it is Thad Mata. It's Thad Mata. Mata. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Creighton. Yeah, uh, Sean Miller. There's no job. I feel like a Big East almost better job than Ole Miss in basketball. Mm-hmm. It is. Well, you got to think if you go to Ole Miss, you're going to be competing against the likes of Tennessee, Kentucky, Arkansas, Alabama. You're the third Auburn. you're the third most popular sport in that at that school. Football, baseball, and then basketball. Yeah. Like Kermit would have been better off staying at MTSU. I said this before, I'll say it again. He was better off in Murfreesboro. Well, he was very well where he was very well liked, had a good support system around him. The students loved him. Everybody loved Kermit. Right now, let's go back to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. TJ, the Kentucky fan, is next. What do you say, TJ? Hey, what's up, guys? You know, it's funny. Uh, Philly calls that 3 o'clock show, as he likes to call it, and all he does is talk about Kentucky. So it's kind of funny that we're always on his mind. Um, but anyway, that's not here or there. Um, you know, 
earlier in the season, I know Kentucky was preseason number one or whatever. Tennessee was like three, I think, maybe four. I don't know. Um, with Kentucky putting the beat down on Auburn and Bruce Pearl that they did Saturday, do you think the Tennessee Barnes haters still want Bruce Pearl after that showing against Kentucky? I'll tell you, Mac. I think they just really missed the nostalgia of everything and just because he was exciting. Regardless of win or lose, he was, he was exciting. I think we just, people just really missed the excitement. we got to think we had double-digit losses one year and still won the SEC regular season. Yeah, I just didn't know if you know there was a change of heart because I hear it a lot uh, from people. So whenever somebody comes on here and is like, oh, ain't nobody want to fire Barnes, they they don't listen to your show or the drive enough because there's at least one call a day that wants to fire him or retire him. Uh, SEC tournament's shaking up. Alabama and uh, Texas A&M looks like they're one and two. Kentucky could lose the three if they lose their next two games. Do you guys think at the four, with everything going on against Alabama, do you want that matchup, and do you think you guys could conquer Alabama in the SEC tournament with everything going on with that program right now? We're not going to beat them again. No. But I, I want to say this. I think that we match up better with Alabama than we do Kentucky. I'm, and maybe I'll look really dumb saying that, but, I mean, y'all have had your way with us for two games straight now. I don't, I, I usually don't duck Kentucky, but I don't, I'm don't. i tired of seeing y'all. Like, yeah. congrats on the season sweep. Y'all got it. Like, it's your year. Well, see, here's the thing from a Kentucky fan. I feel like we played better Saturday than even when we played against Tennessee both times. And I can't help but feel, man, I, you know, Kentucky always does this to me. Tennessee football does it to you guys. I'm high on that mountain right now, but I just know I'm going to get kicked to the growing here in a couple of weeks, man. Y'all have a go and good luck the rest of the way. Appreciate the phone call, TJ. I want to see what Kentucky does when Wheeler's back because I know a couple of Kentucky fans. They're pretty skeptical. They're better without him. Yeah, they're skeptical yeah. that it's going to mess up their mojo. They're one of the hottest, if not the hottest, teams in the country. He so. was preseason first team, by the way. Yep. So Wheeler. was so was Ziegler and Santiago Vescovi. Yeah. Triple J was not. Brandon Miller was second team. Granted, it's hard to judge somebody based if they haven't played a by single. The way, he didn't play. receive any votes for Player of the Week, by the way. Brandon Miller. Good. Let you know where the media's heads at. Yep. Everybody outside of Tuscaloosa, Alabama, knows he should be in prison, or at least not playing. Yeah, and you know we alluded to it to start the show. It's it's really like mind-boggling. Yes, that's a good word, good way to put it. Like, how in the world is this guy even on the floor? Yeah, that's the question. Not even like it's just why. Well, and we're not even talking about like Alabama fans like taking up for him. We're talking about Alabama beat writers, like reputable beat writers. That are taken up for him. I mean, I don't, even, I don't know who said this on Twitter, but it's like, uh, oh, Jay, I think Jay Billis said something about that uh, Brandon Miller has rights. And it's about something, I, I didn't watch the clip because, one, I don't, I don't care what Jay Billis says. Well, he has rights because he's an yes. Alabama basketball player. Yeah. He has rights because he's probably going to be the first college player drafted in the, in the NBA draft. I mean, you're in America, you are innocent until proven guilty, yes. but you should not, under these circumstances, he should not be playing at no. all. Neither should Jaden Bradley. They're both at the scene. I don't know. How, I'm sure Jaden Bradley didn't have much involvement, but they should have just had them both suspended indefinitely when the news broke. 
I mean, they, they just knew about it. I mean, yeah, they're trying to cover it up. They're hoping that the news would break after March when they were out of the tournament. Yeah, they were wait. They were waiting. Someone leaked it before. Well, yeah. and let me ask y'all this: Do y'all remember the interview that Nate Oates did in the post game immediately following their next win after all that broke and after all that happened? I remember. That was Vanderbilt, yeah. right? At Vanderbilt. Go back and watch the video. And just look at his demeanor the whole time during that interview. Just look at his demeanor. We're going to watch it during the break because I want you all to see it too. But there was just something off about that, and I couldn't pinpoint it at the time what it was. I'll say this. In his interview after whoever they played this weekend. Arkansas. Arkansas. He said, I'm, you know, I'm not paying attention to the, to, to the pregame, whatever, where they did the pat down. And he's like, I'm over there drawing up plays. Like, come on, dude, really? Like, that's just – him being tone He's deaf. He's not drawing once again. up plays. Yeah, one, you're not drawing up plays. Two, you're being tone deaf once again. Like you just keep saying the wrong things. Where's the PR? Yeah, you don't you don't draw up plays thirty seconds prior to tip off. <laughs> no. You have those locked up for days prior, and you've been going over them in the locker room beforehand. Yeah, you're not sitting there just absolutely going you're insane on a whiteboard. Not scribbling on a whiteboard, man. You're not drawing up a. a you know what you're going to run yeah. coming out off the tip off. Yeah. I'm going to put us back on camera because Matthew, I want these same animations when we go back <laughs> on camera. Terrible, man. I mean. It's just awful. He's over here making he, he making excuses, man. At least like own what you did. No, he's not gonna own it. He never will own it. No, like and he let it be known when it first broke that he knew about it. So there's no coming back from that. Yeah, you have to stay stay on that side, as they say. <laughs> nice. Stay on that side. Oh man. Uh, no amount of damage control is gonna fix what you did. No, no, none at all. It's not. I mean. Someone in PR, go talk to him. Like, here's what you're going to say. If you get asked this question, this is what you say. <laughs> Do they even like, have a PR team I mean, at all? Obviously I mean, not. Obviously not, but, I mean, you have to think they will get one now this offseason. They're going to have to. None of – anyone with common sense knows, like, what to say in that situation. Like, what is he – I don't know what he – you all you'd say – you could even say just no comment. on. Yeah, I'm, no I'm comment. not commenting on the situation. Yeah. Next question. That's it. Yeah, no, you're going to have this outline, this answer. Oh, we knew about yeah, it. We, we about were covering it. it up the whole time. Yeah, that's a great answer. Jeez. Stay with us. Hour number one of the books, hour number two of overtime, coming up right here on Fan Run Radio.